Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Hmm. Thank you all for joining us. Um, tomorrow will be our Vesak. And I see that uh, on the monitor there, that in Gold Forest, they have, uh, they're almost ready. They have the uh, bathing, the Buddha basin already. Can you, can you see, as you look at the picture, or the photo there, that this, uh, this, uh, this basin here, uh, it's uh, just the right size for that small temple. I don't know how they got it. And I think it's from Taiwan, right? It's fairly expensive. Because uh, 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 we have, uh, we bought two big ones, one for DTT and one for uh, WMT. Uh, and, uh, and it's nice that uh, we have uh, such a nice uh, Dharma tool to celebrate one of the biggest uh, assemblies in, in Buddhism, that is the Vesak, the uh, birthday of the Buddha, Shakyamuni Buddha himself, right? So if you have uh, the chance, you have time, please come and join us uh, if, you, if you can. Mm. And furthermore, I also see that uh, little boy there, little Evan, uh, he's uh, jumping, uh, running around, pretty happy himself. I see him happier and happier and happier. It's nice to see that. When I first saw him uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, he was uh, a little bit, uh, um, shall we say, uh, shy, self-conscious, moody, depressed, maybe. <laughs> now look at him. Huh? Isn't that amazing? What does it tell you? tells you that the boy has a lot of blessings. That's what happens. When you have blessings, uh, you'll be happier. Uh, he uh, seems to enjoy the temple. Um, you bring children to the temple, is very, very good for them. They absorb the good energy from all of you. Mm. I noticed that you old-timers, are very kind, they're kinder, and you're kinder and kinder, which really pleases me to no end. Um, you're kinder to new people, you're kinder to young people, you're kinder to old people, you're kinder to, uh, you're a lot more tolerant. Mm. And that's uh, what kindness is about. Okay, mm? mm. so, uh, anyway, it's uh, to me, uh, I, it uh, makes me happy to see that people are improving. Uh, I saw yesterday after I came back and I uh, had my uh, online class for Asia. That's Friday afternoon here, California time. And I saw that uh, the students online have been improving too. They're working hard. Yeah, they're working hard in uh, China, in Korea. And um, they are encouraging each other. They kind to each other and improve. And they are encouraging each other to um, apply themselves. And it shows. It shows that uh, the ladies are been, have been improving. And what happens when they improve? 
they look sharper, they look younger. I don't know that matters to them, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, how's everyone? Do you have any questions or comments? It takes, uh, it takes a lot of blessings for you to be able to come to the temple regularly. Trust me. Yeah, it takes blessings. You don't take it lightly. The fact you're able to make it to the temple is a lot harder than you think because your karmic obstruction will stop you from coming. You always come up with so many reasons not to go to the temple. Uh, that's your karmic obstructions. And unless you have uh, blessings, there's not a whole lot we can do. When I went to Portugal recently for a, a mini chanchi there uh, by invitation of the locals, um, local disciples of, of ours, uh, I uh, had lunch with them and I talked. I, uh, and I said, uh, I just, uh, uh, I just uh, uh, said nonsense as usual every day. You, know, you give me food. I talk about anything. <laughs> and, and we talk and talk and talk, and all of a sudden I said, wow, that's interesting how the uh, old-timers have been improving and newcomers really have a hard time uh, keeping up. And uh, because, uh, let's face it, life is stressful for all of us in making ends meet and trying to keep up with uh, the jobs and the family needs uh, and personal needs. It's just it's, uh, too much. Life is overwhelming. So it's understandable. It's very difficult for you to make time to go to the temple for this concept thing like taking care of yourself, like being good to yourself. There's really no concrete uh, evidence that is actually beneficial to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult. And that's why I like to stress to all of you, if you are able to come regularly, it takes a lot of blessings. And that's why when you see newcomers, be kind to them. I told them the same thing. I said, you know, uh, these new people, people are joining us here. Uh, uh, be kind to them because um, most of them will not make it back once is all the, the, all the blessings they have, okay? Mm. So I said, the, the, the thing of Chan is that I've been teaching Chan for a long, long time, uh, like uh, 16 plus years. Uh, and I've been practicing Chan for almost three decades now. Oh, that's the longest thing I've ever done in my entire life besides eating pizza. Okay, so... Uh, so I, I said, you know, I'm beginning to understand more about what it takes to teach Chan, what it takes to practice Chan. I said, I told them, they were my Portuguese uh, audience, my Portuguese uh, uh, lunch mates. I said, uh, this Chan thing here, uh, the number one requirements is blessings. Okay, you need to have a lot of blessings because when you have blessings, you do the right things. You do things that are beneficial to yourself. And that when you have problems, 
Your blessing will take care of it. Take it, for example, very much like uh, uh, people usually equate blessings with money. It's not quite the case. But it's just like when you have money, you go hungry. Eh? When you have money, when you're hungry, you have so many options. You can go here in the U.S., we can go to McDonald's, or you can go to the French restaurant, Denise, uh, or you can go Thai, you can go Vietnamese, pho, pho is also in Portugal, by the way. Uh, pho is also all over Europe. See, the Vietnamese, uh, pho is everywhere. Of course, it's in Korea. The Koreans are crazy about pho. Okay? Uh, next to our temple at, uh, at Jewel Kong, it's just like a block away, is a pho restaurant. Okay? Uh, anyway, so you, you have uh, so many options here in the U.S. Uh, and that's what happens. If you have money and you're hungry, you can eat anything you feel like. Uh, and that's the nature of blessings. The blessings will not uh, allow you to be hungry. Hmm? You don't have to be a victim of your difficulties, of your sufferings. Somehow your blessings will make things happen to take care of you. And that that's, uh, includes money. Uh, I explained to them that you, know, you Portuguese don't, don't realize it, but actually money uh, is just a manifestation, a physical manifestation of blessings. Without blessings, you won't have any money. Okay? It's nothing to be, to be proud of that I'm rich and so forth. Buffet, for example, Mr. Buffet. Is it Buffet or Buffet? I don't remember anymore. He's too old anyway. Uh, Mr. Buffet, for example, he makes a lot of money because he has blessings. Don't think because he's smart. Smart is just, just a small aspect of his blessings. Okay? It's the blessing underneath that manifests itself as being smart, manifests itself as living in Omaha and in, in the boonies back then. You know, and 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 uh, finding suckers to give you money to invest in the stock market when you knew nothing at all. Okay, and after twenty years, I figured out what to do. Okay, so he took those suckers initially to give him ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. Okay, and he now he's sitting sitting on billions of dollars. And what does he do all day? Read. Okay, uh, so. Buffet is basically rich because he has blessings. When he, after he dies, I tell you why he has blessings. Because he's a sage. I cannot tell you which level he is because he's still alive. He's not polite. Okay? But if he's dead, I tell you. you know, he's wasting his life, you ask me. Anyway, he has too many blessings to be wasting it on just making money. Oh, God, that's a horrible, horrible thing to do. All you do all day long is dream of new ways to make more money. Oh, my God. That's an that's a ikea thing to do. You know, there's so many wonderful things in life. 
you could do with your time. Instead of just dreaming of making more and more money. What kind of nonsense is that for someone who has wisdom? Ah, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah? That means I don't have any wisdom, clearly. Okay, he has wisdom. I don't. That's why I don't get it. Okay? I feel that if you truly have wisdom, uh, you'd have, you find a way to have meaning in life. Because when you get older, you're still young, except for this uh, ex-Catholic nun here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and that lady there too. But, uh, but, uh, but, but let me tell you, let me tell you, when you get older, and one day you wake up, and you realize you're old, and what do you do? The first thought that comes to you after the, after the thoughts are, oh my God, I'm old. Okay? What's the next thought that comes? What have I done with my life? Let me tell you. Hey, young man, someday you, you, you face that situation. I faced a situation when I was, guess what ripe age? 42. I said, what did I do with my life? My God, I shaved my head. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> I can't shave my head, give up everything to be a loser. <laughs> and I can't go back to become a, a, a worse loser. <laughs> Return to lay life. So anyway, it's a terrifying thought that your life has no meaning whatsoever. You're only born to eat, to drink, have fun, uh, chase women, in my case. <laughs> and, uh, and then what? Nothing. Nothing makes sense. Hmm? And anyway, if you have blessings, and your life will have meaning. You're doing something that's meaningful in your life. Not like Mr. Buffet, who chases after money. To me, is the ickiest thing you can do is to chase after money. Why? It's nonsense. You have blessings. Eventually, your blessing will manifest itself as money. So instead of making money, which is to withdraw your blessings, you should be creating more blessings. Does it make sense? If you really believe the fact that money is just a physical manifestation in your blessings, shouldn't you be creating blessings instead of making money? Hmm? I tell you, I share with you something. We monks and nuns are poor. Okay? Does it mean we don't have blessings? Au contraire. Is that the proper pronunciation, uh, sister? Au contraire. I don't know, but the American, au contraire. <laughs> no, French is au contraire. It's very soft, elegant. Not American, au contraire. <laughs> anyway, it's just the opposite. We monks and nuns, most of us, used to be kings and emperors, including the nuns. They used to be men. <laughs> okay? Emperors. 
Yeah, and you better believe it. Look at that. <laughs> oh my God, my own disciples, my own nun says, Really? <laughs> Have I tried to pull your leg or yet? The last 20 years, how long has it been? 18 years? 15 years. She's been with, we've been together 15 years. Have I ever pull, tried to pull your leg? Don't answer that. <laughs> It turns out, you know why? What's the proof? Master Shenhua says, every sun, every, uh, every morning, we do our morning ceremony at four in the morning at our temples. And in that recitation uh, 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 ceremony, we recite the Shrangava Mantra, 554 lines or something like that. Okay? And that, if you recite it like that every day, you have the emperors of blessings. So it's not just us, but all the monks and nuns. They have a lot of blessings, trust me. And how did they end up being beggars? They hide the blessings. Don't you get it? No one believes me. Look at these faces. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> these people have a lot of blessings. What's the best kind of blessings? Best kind of blessing is, is that you only get what you need, no more. Rich people, they withdraw too much blessings, too many blessings that manifest as money. Okay? That's a withdrawal of blessings. Monks and nuns, uh, these people have a lot of blessings. That's why they're poor. Never mind. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to you, right? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Something they're not meant for you to understand. Uh, okay, anyone has any questions? Yes, sir. Two. Um, thank you, Masters. Uh, I would like to ask for um, young people when we were able to go to the temples, which means we have blessing enough to go to the temple. So which are the ways we can uh, try to plan more blessing for um, ourselves? Very As, good. Because mm -hmm. um, in our society nowadays with um, very consumerism and taking money as a social status, um, how do we deal with that um, for younger people? Okay, very good. So two questions here. Number one, how do I create more blessings? Because blessing is so important, okay? And uh, number two, in uh, today's society, especially Western society, young people, uh, money is sort of status or success, a gauge of success. Therefore, how can we deal with that? How's the best way to deal with it, right? Okay, first question. Uh, since we need a lot of blessings uh, to practice, uh, to cultivate, how do we create blessings? Fundamentally, uh, when you practice Mahayana, the first thing we teach you is to practice giving. You want to plant blessings, you practice giving. Okay? When you give, when you give one dollar, 
just multiply and it comes back to you in blessings. For example, you give $1 to a beggar out there, okay? And uh, when you give the $1 right there, uh, your blessings are created uh, by a multiplier. Usually, could be $1 worth you give the beggar, your blessings is equivalent to $5, for example. Make sense? Okay. Uh, so if the beggar really needs money, to, and for example, someone is hungry, and you say, okay, here, I tell you what. Uh, or I saw it happen at the grocery lines, uh, there's checkout lines quite often. There's a lady who fumbling and couldn't find a short like, like uh, $5 in, for her groceries. And someone behind her would say, you know what, can I, can I, can I pay for, your, for, for the difference here? Uh, and, and, uh, and that's, uh, so is the, that, that uh, a total stranger would give someone $5 so that she gets what she, get all the groceries that she wanted. Okay, that act of kindness there for $5, okay, that multiply would be around maybe $50 worth of blessings coming back to that person. Does it make sense to you? When you give it to someone in need, multiply is bigger. The bigger the need, the bigger the multiplier. So far, so good? Okay. Uh, and so that's what you do. You practice giving, so when you give, you never lose. This is fundamentally Buddhist wisdom. When you give, you never lose. Remember that. Never. You may not, you know, of course, when you give, of course, you will suffer some, some material losses. You suffer, you give a car away to NPR, for example, because they, they encourage you to give away your old car and you're not driving anymore. Okay? Uh, you never lose. Your blessings come back into the equivalent of monetary, monetary value of the car you give away times a multiplier. Is that clear? That's how it works. Yes, sir. One needs clarification. Thank you, Master. Uh, does it work the same way for offenses? So if we slender, for example, a sage, it multiplies... Like if we instead we offend or slander like a regular person, yeah, yeah it works out the same way. So, uh, so instead of giving, that's it. So, okay, let me, let me get to that. Get to that point. Suppose it's not just the neat thing, but also who you give to. That's also important. Okay. Uh, for example, if you give money to. Uh, a regular person, one dollar, okay, uh, as compared to give one dollar to a sage, which is much higher status, much higher level of wisdom, okay? The multiplier for a sage could be, could be like 10,000, 1 million, 10 million. So you give one dollar to a sage like Master Shenhua, you're getting about $100,000 to $10 million, $100 million in blessings. One dollar? Net you that many blessings. Meaning what? You have blessings worth 
hundred million dollars. Isn't that cool? So you're richer than you look. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't that be cool? So that's why you can walk and you go home and say, honey, you know you're married to a very rich guy? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Then Diego goes back and tells his wife, you know, honey, uh, you know, I'm very low-key, but you're looking a very rich dude. <laughs> yes, sir. She doesn't believe me, Master. She doesn't believe me. Well, does it always work? <laughs> but the blessing is still yours, whether they believe or not. doesn't matter. Got that? Okay. So you give it as a sage is, is, is so the, the multiply is much bigger. It's, this is documented. It was taught, uh, explained in the sutra in 42 sections uh, by uh, Shakmini Buddha. We have an explanation there, uh, a book on, on that sutra. I think the uh, blessings from giving or something like that. Uh, look it up. I think so. Do we have any, any copies left for free? Huh? Okay. Anyway, you can find an online copy too. So you see, see when you give to a sage, the blessing is far greater than the low-level people. Okay, uh, and since you give, you get so many blessings. What about if you steal a one dollar from the sage? Same principle. <laughs> it's better to steal from. A boy, <laughs> okay, then from a sage. Make sense? You steal from a boy, you only lose, you steal one dollar, you lose five dollars worth of blessings, let's say. But you steal from a sage, you're losing big time. I did, by the way. <laughs> I went to Master Shirma's temple, and I didn't know any better. They had this uh, tree there with uh, the, the, uh, the, brown, the orange things. What is it called? Not come quite. It's it's a season right now. Huh? Low quad. You know low quad? In our temple in LMT, you know, uh, the low quads is a season right now. Yes, isn't it? Something like that. And uh, it's full of birds. They're eating our low quads constantly. They're stealing from us, the birds. <laughs> Damn birds, excuse me. <laughs> Okay, lucky we're not sages, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so when you steal, so I, I saw the loquats, and I said, wow, it looks so juicy. So I reached up, I didn't know any better. So I took it, I ate it, and said, wow, this is good. <laughs> so I stole from Master Shenhua. Guess what? That's why I'm so poor nowadays. <laughs> okay, yes. So for the sages, when you give to them, you get a lot of blessings. When you steal from them, you lose a lot of blessings. Not just stealing. For example, uh, we have people who vandalize the Earth Store Sutra and the Earth Store statue in front. All those poor people, they can go to the hells. And so, you know, we... Do we have any more things they could steal? The same guy will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Oh. 
Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, where were we again? Okay, so, so the, the, the reverse is also true. If you give, you get a lot of blessings. You steal, you lose a lot of blessings. That's why it never pays to steal, by the way. Never. No need to steal. Yes, seven. You want to make a confession? Actually, yes, but um, first we have a YouTube question, Master. Okay. I'd like to first uh, provide my sincere gratitude to our YouTube audience who's joining us from everywhere in the Saha world. Uh -huh. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and ring the bell. For Amen. Ray Zhuang asks, Master, doesn't someone who steals from a sage become more karmically binded to the sage as well? Yeah, uh, that's what happened. Uh, what happened is uh, uh, they, uh, in the past, uh, there are people who came to the temple and stole from not just sage, from monks, regular monks, not even sages yet. And guess what? In subsequent lives, uh, they became a buffalo for the temple. <laughs> So the temple was, was whipping him every day to plow the thing. <laughs> Oops, I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> See, it, it never pays to, to steal. It doesn't matter who you steal from. It's a bad, bad mistake. Don't steal, okay? It's not worth it. Give and don't steal. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Master. It, it occurs to me, um, and I appreciate... Uh, the gentleman's question about how to build blessings, um, but also to protect our blessings is important too, correct? Uh, yeah, but now we're talking a different topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. I would, uh, the first thing we teach you is uh, to create more and more blessings, okay? In fact, the Buddha says, for us Buddhists who really, people who really believe in Mahayana, we are constantly creating blessings. I'm creating blessings. My master is creating blessings day and night. His, his Dharma door, Master Srinua, is creating blessings. Did you know that? He didn't meditate. He didn't... Uh, uh, do much except create blessings by practicing giving 24 hours a day. You know, amazing. Maybe he, sleep, he slept about two hours a day, so 22 hours. 22 hours nonstop of creating blessings. It's so cool. That's the kind of wisdom that he has. So remarkable. So, uh, so you, you create blessings, and of course, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to burn up blessings. That's natural. We all make mistakes. It's no big deal, okay? Just keep on creating more more blessings. Do not ever assume that's enough. We never have enough blessings. That's why I learned from Master Srinua. The thing of the sage is level, so high, so advanced, he said, I'm, I should have enough, but no. He kept on creating blessings and more and more and more. Okay? 
So that's uh, point number one. You want to create blessing, you practice giving. Number two, you can also practice chanting. You cross your legs like that, you're creating a lot of blessings. That's why a lot of people who come to our temple, who really, especially Westerners or new students, who don't, uh, where we can't, uh, we can't tell you practice giving because you think we're trying to, put, to pick your pocket. Okay, is a difficulty here in the modern era. In, in China, people who come to the temple, culturally, they know, they, they're taught, they are brainwashed to make offerings to the temple. In the West, we don't have such, uh, such a wise tradition. So, if, uh, we, 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 so we try to avoid doing things that uh, would give you hints, give you ideas, we're trying to pick your pocket, so we can't tell you. Okay, so what happened is that for those of you who are able to cross your legs like that, because you have prior blessings, there's nothing we can do. You don't have blessings, you cannot cross legs. That's how it is. Okay? Uh, and so, so that's why I said, I, I, told, I told the Portuguese, you need to have blessings. Create more blessings. Okay? Now, Answer to the second uh, question. He said, what about young people who are, who are uh, money crazy? Money is like a measure of success, measure of uh, self-worth, and so forth. What, uh, especially for young people, uh, not just young people, Western-educated people, that's their weakness, by the way. We, Western-educated people, I'm among you, uh, is that we measure, we gauge our success by how much money we can have, how much we have in properties, whether I gauge my success in what? Having a red car or not. So today I'm pretty unsuccessful. <laughs> uh, but no one cares. Yes, seven. Uh, thank you, Master. I, I, was, um, I was reading uh, an article online about a, a trending topic in Chinese social media for young people right now. Mm -hmm. uh, forgive me if my... Pray, do share with us. <laughs> forgive me if my pronunciation of the word is wrong, but I think the, the concept in China is Zhuan, Z-H-U-A-N. It's like the things that uh, are important to... Zhuan uh, Jian. Huh? So to, to earn money, right? Yeah, to earn money, yeah. To gain money. Yeah, it's like home, car, wife, or like the principles of the concept that the article yeah. talked about. Uh -huh. Temples, yeah. And, um, and young people right now are posting uh, screenshots of their bank accounts because they're saying, hey, I'm 26 years old, I've invested in my education, and so far I've been able to save 26 cents of my entire life. Wow. And it's, uh, it's, it's trending, it's a big deal because uh, you know, the, the social norm used to be if you don't have a million yuan in your, in your bank account, then you're not a real person. Right, no one's gonna marry you. So I, I find it fascinating. So it's, it's, it's trending, meaning what? It's like real, it's the social norm now or what? Oh, meaning that on their social media platform, uh, hundreds of thousands of young Chinese are posting pictures of their bank accounts uh, commiserating 
that they've saved 14 cents, 26 cents, $5 for their entire life so far. They live paycheck to paycheck. Wow. Hmm. Not so China, is it? It's in a lot of countries. It's that way. And to your point, if the best blessings are the kind that give you exactly what you need, perhaps they're receiving some of the best blessings right now. No, no, no. Uh, no. When I said the best blessings is when you don't waste your blessings by uh, uh, excessive withdrawals. Uh, also, in the context of doing something important with your life to increase your blessings instead of withdrawing your blessings, wasting your blessings. Every time that you use up money, money comes your way, your blessings is fewer, is lessened, fewer and fewer. That's just life, okay? So, so if you have a lot of money in those bank accounts, meaning you have a, some blessings that have to be transformed into, into yuan, into, uh, into the, the Chinese money. And so it's a withdrawal. So in a way, it's not necessarily a good thing. Maybe the blessings are saved to find a, a rich wife. That works for me. I mean, it used to work for me. <laughs> well, and thank you, thank you, Master. Thank you for clarifying. I, I wanted to use this, uh, this example to uh, express my, my empathy uh, for young people who feel like they can't make enough money. I've felt that way uh -huh. in my life. Uh -huh. It can feel overwhelming. Yes. Uh -huh. and, and my I was poor, too. Yeah, very poor. Um, in college and, you know, in life. Uh. I, I wanted to share that when I started crossing my legs and cultivating, mm -hmm. uh, it didn't cost me anything, mm -hmm. but I was able to start investing in myself for free. Mm -hmm. And that helped me uh, with a lot of different uh, things. In yes. To come. Mm -hmm. Well, when you... Uh, do spiritual practices, whether it's meditation, reciting Buddha's name, recite mantras, or even practicing giving to the Triple Jewel. That's also part of the spiritual practice, by the way. Remember, in Mahayana, in our world, you start first by giving. Giving is spiritual practice. You cannot separate that from the spiritual practice. Okay? It's wrong. Uh, if you practice meditation, and you don't practice giving, your uh, Chan practice, your Zen practice is incomplete. And it's kind of hard to tell you Western educated people that, okay, without risking you misinterpreting as it as my trying to pick your pocket, trying to take advantage of your, you know, your still being gullible. Okay? Mm, so, but, but uh, giving, if you understand the importance of giving to generate blessings, that is Chan practice, by the way. Okay? Like I explained to you earlier, Master Shenhua, he didn't meditate anymore. He spent all day. I, was, uh, I came uh, to saw him when he was on his uh, last few months 
the last few months of his life. I came and saw him. I asked him to leave the home life. Look at him. He looked at me and said, okay. Uh, I said, that's it? <laughs> said, go, okay. Go, go. <laughs> he said, you know, I don't have a good relationship with my master. I don't know why I adore him so much. He's so mean to me. Anyway, I, I'm not complaining. I don't want you to have to feel, you know, feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm tough. Anyway, uh, where was I again? I'm still a little bit bitter. Uh, <laughs> if I'm crying, it's, uh, it's uh, some dust in my eyes. <laughs> okay, so where was I again? <laughs> See, I get emotional. I, I lose track of my... <laughs> Why are you so mean to me? I don't get it. <laughs> yes, Evan. Thank you, Master. We have a YouTube question. Yes. Uh, Shannon asks, Master, uh, after I meditate, chant, or do the morning ceremonies when cultivating at home, do I need to say out loud that I'm doing this for the good of everyone? No. You're just doing it for your own good. And then after you have all those blessings for doing the spiritual thing, crossing your legs, chanting, and so forth, even like giving, and at the, at the end of the day, you should say, okay, all the blessing I generate, let's give it away. <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> We're teaching you all the crazy things. Okay? At the end of the day, you should be, this is a professional secret, you should be doing a transfer, give away all your good stuff. When you do that, guess what? The way we teach you, it comes back. Multiply, remember? Okay? It's, we're dealing with fictitious blessings. I mean, not fictitious. <laughs> Paper blessings. It's all, I mean, it's all wisdom here. If you create good blessings, at the end of the day, Give them away. Do a transference. And we should make it available. If you guys are interested, learn that. Recite that short verse right there. It only takes one minute. Okay? 60 seconds. And you are multiplying your blessings big, big time. Okay? So maybe you only get to, to do $1 worth of blessings today by the end of the day. You give it away the way that we teach you, the way we all do in our world. Boy, are you getting like 10,000 times, 1,000, 10,000 times the blessings you created during the day. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, professional secrets, guys. That's how we became monks. Uh, never mind. <laughs> became beggars. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, so anyway, so we're still in the subject of why do, I remember now, why do, do we, uh, why, what, do, what about young people? Should, why, are they, why are they so crazy about money? It's okay, embrace them, okay? It's because their parents never taught them. It's all the parents' fault, okay? Uh, if you're a parent, you should prepare your children better. Teach them about blessings, for example, to accrue blessings, okay? And 
uh, and if you have blessings, you will not be impressed with money. How is that? Let's say you have a trillion, trillion dollars worth of blessings, and someone gives you a red car. Would you be impressed? Heck no. I'd be impressed, but you wouldn't be impressed you have that many blessings. You don't believe me? Try me. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I tried everything. Nothing worked so far. Um, anyway, so what, what about young people? The question there is, I caution you against judging people. Just because we know better doesn't mean that we should judge others who are confused. How's that? Okay? See, if young people are money crazy and they use it as, uh, as uh, a gauge of their success, so be it. Embrace them. It's okay. Okay? Uh, and that's why we have the uh, Eiffel Tower. That's why we have the, all these inventions in the world because people are crazy for money. Okay? Buffet, I make fun of him, but actually his money is spent on charity, on helping others. It's a good, good thing to do. Okay? Mm. So it's always a plus and minuses. Don't judge people. Embrace them. If young people are like that, just say, okay, I understand. How about you buying me a, you know, a nice bottle of wine? And that's enjoy together. Huh? You rich, I'm not. <laughs> Is that okay? You know, and, and there's better th things to do with our lives and just and be so stuck up on money, you know, on, on success. It's okay. Embrace them. Hmm? Okay? Don't judge them. If, they're, if they don't know better, any better, that's okay. Let's make sure that we don't say anything, don't criticize them and teach our children, our nephews and nieces, people who, who we care, the younger ones, say, hey, you know, you should know better, okay? It's about blessings. It's not about money. Life is never about money. That's why it's something I couldn't understand back then. When my master said, Master Shinoha said, he said, money is such a dirty thing. I said, for me, being, you know, Western educators say, what? <laughs> I spend half my life chasing up after money, and now you tell me that I chase after dirty things? <sighs> I, couldn't, I couldn't accept it, seriously. So it's difficult for people to accept, to, to accept the concept that money is uh, dirty. It's not that desirable. Okay? But if you have wisdom, People who have wisdom like, like Master Shenhua, they're not crazy about money, trust me. Therein lies my claim that why is Mr. Buffet, who has wisdom, would be so money crazy? That doesn't make sense to me. That's baffling to me. Okay? Any other question? Does it answer your question? Don't judge them. Embrace them. It's okay. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, instead of criticizing them, I said, do you like sailing? Have you tried sailing? 
you buy a, a sailboat and I will help you <laughs> learn how to sail. <laughs> yes, five. Um, from Ray, Master, from Ray Zhuang, Master, does it matter which transference verse we use? There's the one at the end of sutras and another one at the end of ceremonies. Yeah, no, the sutras are different kind of transferences. You should use a proper transference. Uh, you uh, should use uh, that one that uh, we use. Um, uh, 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 how people can show you. Okay, use that. That's the best one. Okay, For best all-purpose, if you will, all-purpose flower. I mean, all-purpose uh, transference. You will not believe. I just came back from Europe. Let me tell you. Can I? Can we talk? Honestly, Neapolitan pizza over here it sucks. <laughs> Fantastic in Europe. I thought I found, you know, a great, the greatest Neapolitan pizza here in the U.S. So I, I went to Europe and said, hmm, I don't think, I, you know, this can be bested. And guess what? I, I took one bite of the European Neapolitan pizza. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, when it's done perfectly, it's sublime. And guess what? It costs only eight euros. Here, it costs 20 bucks for a Neapolitan pizza. It's nowhere near the quality. I don't know. I don't know how the Europeans stay so stay so skinny because it's so cheap. <laughs> I've been eating Neapolitan pizza all day. <sighs> oh well. How do we get there again? <laughs> Seven. Thank you, Master. Uh, I wanted to ask, how is the climate? The climate in Portugal. In Portugal. It's pretty good, actually quite nice, because Lisboa is uh, by the ocean, so you have a constant sea breeze, the air is very fresh, okay, and they have a lot of seafood, okay, and uh, the things about those places is that they don't, uh, they, 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 they have things that uh, are, the food is so cheap, so for example, seafood, Sea pas seafood pasta. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to be vegetarian, but what the heck? It, it is so good. Okay? Uh, it's in, you know. Have you tried seafood pasta here? Fresh seafood and cooked with pasta? It is, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I just, okay, don't know. <laughs> I had to try it. Can I try it? <laughs> I have to try it because I was curious. Okay? Uh, the top places have seafood pasta. And it's good and it's so affordable. 
<sighs> yes, sir. Now he's interested. <laughs> yes, four. Thank you, Master. In Chand, we talk a lot, a lot about non-striving. Non-what? Striving. Non-striving, yes. But in my mind, without striving, how do we achieve good things? Like how do we as a society end injustice? Or how do past scientists find the cure for incurable diseases or fight climate change, which are things that I think are insurmountable, but how can we arrive at that? those good things without striving. Okay, very good. Answer him. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> Brady. Answer him. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> Why <are> I thinking? <laughs> I'm glad someone brought me back to reality and there's a time class here and not seafood pasta. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it should become uh, less of a process of striving and more of a process of accomplishing your goals in Buddhism to achieve wisdom. Mm. With the wisdom, you usually can figure out things that before seemed pretty insurmountable. Mm. Okay, anyone else? Striving. He's reasonable. Yeah, you should get used to these uh, types of questions. Master Z, how do you answer this? How can we chance a non-striving, and if we don't strive, we don't try hard? How are we going to create uh, the Eiffel Tower? How are we going to make advances in sciences? Hmm? How can we build hospitals? How can we discover new cures for new diseases? Yes? How do you answer that? Yeah, Master, I, I think we have the striving for the uh, good um, things as would acceptable for the um, the first step of practice. So we still allow that, and then allow what? Love for striving for the good things, oh. and mm. then later if you practice more, and then you can. Um, be less detached to things than you do. Yeah, okay. Very good. Anyone else? Precisely. You see, he understands. That's very good. And the explanation can be a little bit more polished, but he understands. What he's saying is the answer is this. Okay. Uh, the objective of Chan is ultimately no striving. Okay? Hmm. And, but in order to get there, we need to strive first. Okay? You strive in order to, you need to drive to get there. That's, uh, that's necessary. Okay? Uh, you need to drive to accomplish big things. That's normal. Okay? But uh, you need to strive yourself. Uh, in order to improve, for example. You want to practice Chan, if you want to improve, you need to work hard, you need to work harder. That's inherent in our training process. So 
but eventually, as at first you start with working harder, trying more and more and more, trying, trying more, so that you can eventually open your wisdom, unfold your wisdom. Then when, you, when your wisdom unfolds at the level of enlightenment, of the first ground bodhisattva, I'm very precise, that's when you'll be taught about non-striving. Okay, what, what will you be taught? At those levels, you'll be taught non-striving uh, in this sense. Striving and yet non-striving. That's wisdom. You are striving. So even enlightened people like Master Srinua, he's working hard to spread Buddhism. So he explained more and more sutras, invested more and more into new disciples, more disciples, okay? Invested in more temples when he didn't need any more temples. He said, I'm getting all these temples for you generations, future generations. We're not talking about my generation, he's talking about future generations. Because my generation, we don't need that many temples. Because we don't have enough manpower, okay? He says, in the future future generations. You don't have the blessings that I do, so I'm generating temples for you to use later, okay? Later generations. And so, so even Master Srinua, after he's enlightened, he's still working even harder than before he was enlightened. However, what's the difference? Before he was enlightened, he saw himself as working harder and harder. After he became enlightened, he doesn't see it as a working harder anymore. He sees it as living. No more striving. Does it make sense? You're striving right now because you can't do it. If once you can do it, you say, hey, it's natural for me to do more and more and more and more. Why? Because I can. And I'm supposed to. Okay, so at that advanced level, at the enlightened people level, you have striving and yet you're not striving. At our levels, we're striving and we're striving, we're striving, we're striving, we struggle. And that's, it's required to unfold our wisdom. In order to open our wisdom, we need to strive harder and harder and harder initially. Okay? Good question. And finally, and let me finish my point number two. Number one, I said you have blessings. I told my, my Portuguese friends, and you need blessings. There's nothing I can do. Blessing you have to generate for yourself. I can't do it for you. Okay? Uh, and number two, what is the number two things that would you need in order to practice? You need to have the need to practice. You don't need to practice. That's for example, you have money, you have the wine, all the champagne, all the caviar, and the yachts, and, and the money you need, okay, for everything in life. Why would you need Chan? But such people, one day they wake up and say, wait a minute, I'm sick. I have brain tumors. 
doctor says it's multiplying very quickly. I have two months left to live. That's what happens in brain tumors, by the way. It's very, very dangerous. They multiply constantly. Okay? Even rich people, happy people, successful people are not above that. The karmic, karmic retributions. When you have such needs, then you come to child. Maybe you can help you. Unless you have needs, we can't help you. If you have everything you need in life, you have a happy family life, you have happy children, you have a happy career, you have success in your life, you don't need us. Okay? Because we're losers. Okay? But when someday, when you say, I'm sick, huh? or my mother is dying, she's frightened of her wits, she has a lot of money, but she's frightened of the impending death. What can I do to help her? It's going to happen to me too. And we're talking about real needs now. Until that happens, there's no point in practicing child. Hmm? The more, the clearer your needs, uh, the quicker you make progress in Chan. That's all. The clear, if, if your needs are still not clear, then it's uh, a little bit harder for you to practice Chan. All right? Okay, we stop here today. Thank you all for coming. I'll see you next time. Let's go to lunch. <laughs>